Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, the Armstrong and Getty Show. number of things we would like to talk about for the rest of the Armstrong and Getty program as we head into the weekend. Father's Day Sunday, correct? That is correct, yep. Yes. So I will probably uh, spend Father's Day fathering my two children, which I father the other many days of the year also. So. Yeah, as a father emeritus, I guess, at this point in my career, uh, my kids are all grown and on their own. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Probably what I was going to do. Uh, get up, watch the U.S. Open, probably. Do more or less what I want to do, perhaps a <laughs> bit of housework. I just, mm. There you go. I'm hoping they'll reach out, text or call or something like that would be nice. How bothered are you if you don't get, well, texts, texts, uh, texts, uh, yeah. Not even a text is pretty rough. Yes. Well, they've just forgotten. They're busy. Sure, they oh, sure, 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 sure. I get that. It doesn't mean they don't love me. No, just, of course not. No, if you got a, if you got a good relationship with people, spouses kids parents whatever those minor things like that aren't as wounding because you know every you know you know how you feel about each other yeah you know if it happened repeatedly you might start to doubt it i suppose but the you know well yeah yeah and i just i I am capable of forgetting anything for any period of time i know that about me um uh, judy uh, recent birthday it was like it was a couple hours into it before it dawned on me that, oh, the date, oh. Um, and she just laughed because she knows how I am. 
Um, so well, if I'm the no, way I am, it, how how can I not forgive everybody else for the same stuff? Well, right. But at you, you, if you consider yourself a little absent-minded, you not remembering for a little while it's your wife's birthday is no indication whatsoever that you're not in love with her or want to be married to her or any of those things. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people react that way in those situations. Yeah, well, I, I feel for them. Hmm. Stop it. <laughs> Cut it out. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, we have all sorts of good stuff. We probably ought to check in on Ukraine. There's some really interesting reports on the economy. I say interesting to avoid using the term terrifying. Uh, we've got our Joe Biden clip of the day. We ought to play that every hour, shouldn't we? Come on. <laughs> Go ahead, Michael. 21. And by the way, my sympathies to your the family of your F, uh, uh, your, your CFO who uh, un, dropped dead very unexpectedly. My best to the family. It's tough stuff. <laughs> dropped dead. My sympathies about your loved one dropping dead. Oh wow! <laughs> wow! What a weird thing to say. My uh, sympathies for your your family member being six feet under. <laughs> Being south of the daisies. <laughs> yeah. Stumbling, fumbling, mumbling. <laughs> Joe Biden. What are you going to do? That's an old guy thing, right? That's that's yeah. what that is? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the stumbling and fumbling, and then he couldn't come up with the phrase he wanted. He finally found one in that <laughs> file. It happened to be rather a uh, insensitive one. <laughs> right. Not the one you usually do in the whole, I'm sorry to hear that category of talking about people dying. Right. Right. Anyway, uh, if I had the choice between him uh, cleaning up his speech uh, foibles and doing something about the border, I would probably pick the border. Thank you very much. As that astonishing situation doesn't just continue with people pouring across the border in unprecedented numbers and we just turn them loose into the country with a vague request that someday they show up for a hearing. There's no other country on earth that does that. Not only is that continuing, it's getting worse. Bill Malugin doing some solid reporting last night for special report uh, on Fox News. Give us 50, Michael, would you please? CBP is reporting new record-setting numbers at our southern border yet again for the third month in a row. CBP says in the month of May, there were more than 239,000 migrant encounters, the highest in DHS history. Of that number, there were 100,699 Title 42 expulsions. And CBP reports a staggering 14,699 unaccompanied children at the border in May. That's up 21% over April. Those not, the, all the numbers that they throw around are just stunning. Yet they, they're, 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 well, they're not breaking through because unless you watch Fox, you never hear about it. Right. But the numbers are just stunning. What's interesting is, uh, according to recent trends, most of those little kids will probably grow up to be Republicans. Uh, it might be a little early to say that, but uh, that's another interesting story, uh, perhaps for another day. Listen, there are just the cavalcade of astonishing numbers continues in clip 51. CBP numbers show there have now been more than 1.5 million illegal crossings since fiscal year 2022 began in October. That's bigger than the populations of Boston and Seattle combined. That's a 65% increase over the same time in record-setting fiscal year 2021. I mean, those are astonishing numbers. It's In fact, they're, they're so big and so astonishing, it's almost difficult to comprehend them. You have to picture a 1,000 illegal immigrants 
showing up at the border. A thousand people. Can you picture that? Probably. Then those people being turned loose to run into the country and, and go move somewhere and, and, and uh, maybe work hard. Maybe raise a family. Maybe commit crimes. Maybe go on the public dole. We don't know, really. But a thousand people. Picture that. Now, picture that happening 1,500 times. That's 1.5 million people. Yeah. It's incomprehensible. Well, to steal a line from Jonah Goldberg of the Dispatch, my favorite immigration policy would be to have one. Not having one is weird. You know, you could have one that might be higher than I think is good for the country or whatever, but, but let's, let's, let's have it. Let's have an argue about it, argument about it among our elected officials. Pass some legislation. We want X number of people from, from whatever countries with whatever skills to come into our country every year. And then, you know, whatever number of refugees. And then let's, let's then enforce it. That's the way everybody else on planet Earth does it. It's just so crazy. Right, but that uh, that what you've just expressed has been portrayed as racist and xenophobic and nativist, which is just goes to show how dopey our politics have become. But uh, one final clip, 52. Here's what Vice President Harris said about the border around this time last year. We're not exactly where we want to be yet, but we have seen extreme progress over these last few months. Republican Myra Flores just won election to Congress in the Rio Grande Valley, flipping a seat that had been held by Democrats for over 100 years. She had this to say about the vice president. She's honestly useless. I don't know why she's in that position. She hasn't been here in South Texas to see what their policies are creating, the mess that they're, they're creating in our country, and that their policies are hurting real people. That's interesting. Well, the time for us to do what we have been doing <laughs> is today. Or whatever. I can't memorize that. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Yes. Right. (laughs) But we are, we can, we we might end up with some seriously different politics than everybody was expecting if you end up with enough uh, Hispanics along the border in Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona who say, hey, I'm not digging this, and, and go for the other party. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Although, any and, assumption and, that the Republicans and, are going to bring some sort of coherent policy to the table is oh yeah. uh, probably not a good one. Oh, yeah. And then uh, also saying, hey, stop using that word Latinx. Nobody knows what it means. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, Gallup out with a new poll. The number of Americans who believe in God is at an all-time low, according to them, among other things. So uh, we can get to all that stuff. We are getting more texts about January 6th than at any point since uh, since the hearing started. Hmm. I don't know if you want to hear the tenor of those or not. I don't know. Do I? <laughs> I think you probably do. Okay. I think you'll be pleased. Really? Yeah. Uh, that's a first. Yeah. Anyway, all that stuff on the way. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And by the way, my sympathies to your the family of your, F, uh, uh, your 
your CFO, who uh, un- dropped dead very unexpectedly. Dropped dead. Best of their family. Sorry. It's tough stuff. It is tough. Sorry to hear your loved one went belly up. Sorry to hear your loved one's on the wrong side of the grass. Took the big adios. Really sorry to hear your, your loved one. It's touching that they bit the dust, bit the big one, going taking the big sleep, cashed in their chips. Sorry to hear your, your beloved is dead as a dodo, dead as a doornail. I'm going through the Wikipedia's list of euphemisms for dying. Come on. Which apparently Joe Biden doesn't mind. Sorry they dropped dead. Wow. I've got more of those in a minute, but first, Joe with a tease. <laughs> I was going to mention something we're talking about upcoming. Uh, Californians, I'm sorry, here's the way I wanted to phrase it. Uh, California and Mexico have engineered a trade, people for poop. Stay tuned for the particulars. Uh, there's a Wikipedia page for euphemisms for dying that uh, Joe, Joe Biden maybe should have checked out to try to find something more compassionate. Sorry, that you're... This is a family and friends because your CEO dropped dead. Ex- uh, expired. That's when my dad always when I was a kid. He expired. <laughs> yeah. My mom did too. <laughs> um, uh, fell off the perch. Food for, this one's way too red. Sorry, sorry, your CEO's food for worms now. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, gave your up the. SFO, your CRO, your FSOC. Gave up the ghost. Go to Davy Jones' locker. Uh, going home in a box. Jeez. Wow. That's not that's not good. No, and this is Wikipedia. I'm only in the G's here, so there's an awful lot of those. Yeah, some of these are just really, really rough. <laughs> uh, now has both feet in the grave. In Abraham's bosom. <laughs> In Abraham's bosom, I kind of like that one. That, that's, wow. that's kind of a touching expression. Got a classical feel to it. Yeah. Join the great majority. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, too much effing perspective. That's a good one. That's a, that's a good one. It's, it's going to happen to all of us. It's part of the deal. Can we, we talk about something else? Huh. Join the great majority. The silent majority. Oh. Uh. Well, this is why you don't let great-granddad stand up and make a speech. Yeah. So, speaking of Abraham's bosom, um, Gallup's out with their new poll. And this is the headline. I've seen it a couple of places. And the, the media is godless for the most part. You know, it's a whole bunch of young atheists, and they hate the idea that uh, we're a fairly religious country by world standards, uh, certainly by democracy standards. So they always emphasize the, the negative on these kind of stories and polls. Number of Americans who believe in God dips to all-time low. Okay, well, 81% of Americans say they believe in God. 81%. Wow. So to portray it as it is the lowest since they've been asking that question, but to act like that's the, the tenor of the story is misleading by a bunch of atheists, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. 81% of Americans say they believe in God. The number is down six points from a consistent 87% through the early 2000s. From 1944 to 2011, over 90% of Americans said they believed in God. The number stabilizing at a high, I find this interesting, stabilizing at a high of 98% from 44 through the 60s. So it has been as high as damn near everybody. Mm -hmm. Through at a time when I'm guessing church attendance was pretty high, but even so, 80% is still pretty high. 
Uh, about 17% of American adults told Gallup they do not believe in God, while the remaining 2% said, I don't know. You don't know if you believe in God? The question is not, um, is there a God or whatever? It's just, do you believe in God? I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to attack those people like you have so viciously and, and suddenly. God like, damn them, is what I say. <laughs> attacking like a jaggerundi. A beast that we just became familiar with today during the scintillating Armstrong and Getty show. Uh, It's actually a funky-looking thing. It's a a weird cat. Not surprisingly, the drop in uh, theism, and that would be believing in a a god, uh, has been driven by young adults and those on the political left. Gallup didn't need to tell me that. I could have told you that myself. Both groups believe in God has dropped by 10% or more over the period of time that we're talking about. Liberals, 62% believe in God. Young adults, 68%. Democrats, 72%. Uh, you get to conservatives, it's 94%. Republicans, 92 But even among liberals, it's 62% believe in God. And young adults, 68%. Of course, that would include right. some Republicans also. But I don't know. Yeah, so I think you could safely say strong majorities of every demographic group in America believe in God. Overall, 80%, I would say that's a pretty God-believing country. Yeah, in in some way or form. For better or worse, and I realize about 17% of you out there think it's for worse. Mm, Yeah. And may you you burn in hell, is what I would say. (laughs) Oh, it's our big tent welcoming of all kinds that makes the show so popular. (laughs) Oh, speaking of polls, uh, there was an interesting poll of uh, journalists by Pew Research Center recently. They talked to nearly 12,000 journalists, revealed interesting admissions and attitudes from the media about their industry and job performance, this says. And actually, I agree. Uh, 77% said they would pursue a career in journalism over again. 77%. Uh, 75% said they were very or extremely proud of their work. 72% 72% also used a negative word to describe the news industry. Uh, when asked to describe their industry in a single word, nearly three-quarters used a word with negative connotations, with the most common responses being words that relate to struggling or chaos. Ooh. Other less common negative words include biased and partisan, as well as difficult and stressful. But struggling and chaos were the uh, number one and two choices, which doesn't shock me. I didn't get to the story I had the other day. There's a new guy running the New York Times, and the Washington Post did a story about that guy. And it had some quotes in there about how uh, young, young on Twitter all the time ideologues have been running the newspaper for too long. The guy that's now running the New York Times. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's that's good news for the rest of us, I think. But the Washington Post... It's interesting, the rivalry between those papers, but the Washington Post pointing out some of the actions, some of the things that they have done since the guy took over that would lead you to believe that those are just words from him and not actions. So I don't know. Interesting. That reminds me of the whole very few people do most of the tweeting on Twitter, and they also have the strongest opinions. I mean, for instance, 82% of the journalists said the press should keep their personal views out of the reporting. 82%. Wow. But only 55% told Pew that they think journalists are doing very well at that. Okay. So, so how many good down-the-center journalists are there anymore? I don't know. It's hard to say. So four out of five say they should, but only about half are, according to those they asked. That's what they perceive, yeah. Mm. So we're trading Mexico people for poop. We'll describe that fascinating uh, exchange uh, coming up in a moment. I have no idea what that story is about.
Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. The Armstrong and Getty Show. France sucks. I'm going to go back to calling them freedom fries and and freedom toast. France sucks, and I'll explain why in a few minutes. Do tell. Yipes. So speaking of no, no, sucky. the Germans marched through your country oh, so whoa, many times. Oh, whoa, whoa! See, that's out of bounds, right there, right there, there, there. <laughs> out of bounds. So uh, I, this uh, begins with a little editorial, but then we get to the facts. Now that Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom and his cronies have ruined their state, <laughs> and inflation is crushing households, thousands of Californians are reversing the typical pattern and moving to Mexico. Many of the emigres count on the fact that their salaries from the U.S. enable them to afford much more south of the border, says Daryl Graham of Baja 123 Real Estate Group on CNBC. I would say that at least half are coming down from California. Suddenly the cost of taxes, the crime rates, the politics, all of the things that people aren't happy with in California, they're wanting to come down to Mexico. CNBC noted, 
Cal Unicornia continuously ranks high as one of the country's most expensive states to live in. The median asking price for a home in California is about seven hundred and ninety-eight thousand dollars. Eight hundred grand. Holy, that's crap. unbelievable. Only 25% of the state's households could afford that in the fourth quarter of 2021. Monthly rent in Mexico can average, this is the average, as little as $430 a month, while rents can average as high as $1,500 north of the border in San Diego. So uh, they mentioned more than 280,000 people moved out of California than moved in. Boy, it depends on where you want to live. Depends on where you live. You wouldn't live in a place that rented for $1,500 in the town I'm in. You wouldn't right. live there. Right, right. Well, and so evidently, uh, increasingly, Mexico is becoming a bedroom community for San Diego uh-huh. and or uh, people who are working remotely. Right. God, that it doesn't seem like the mathematics would work on only 25% of the population can afford the median home. It doesn't seem like that works. I hear you. Yeah, that's it's weird. It's out of sync. Uh, so uh, we give them our people and our telecommuters. What do we get from Mexico? I will describe it using my fluent Spanish. We get caca. Headline San Diego Union Tribune. Will Coronado and Imperial Beach shorelines be closed all summer? New testing reveals rampant Tijuana sewage. Coronado's Tony Seaside community and working-class Imperial Beach could be headed, both of them, for a major reckoning with the sewage continuing to spill over the border from Tijuana. You, It's crap. Beach. It's crap? It's crap. Uh, there they were at the summit meeting, the Mexican ambassador and the American secretary of non-poopy beaches. Uh, beach closures that were once thought of as an occasional wintertime occurrence, that's always been, uh, now appears to be poised to become a year-round phenomenon for San Diego's South Bay. Uh, and that's not because the cross-border pollution from Baja, California's overtaxed and crumbling wastewater system is dramatically escalated, according to county officials. Uh, it's because the ocean is more polluted than previously thought. A spate of recently shuttered shorelines followed a May 5th rollout of a new sort of water quality testing system that's been a decade in the making, and it's much more accurate, more precise. So everybody's able to figure out, you know, what the water quality actually is, and it's way too poopy to swim in. Ah, A lot of the time. You know, for me, it doesn't even have to be that poopy to be too poopy to swim in. I mean, it really doesn't take a lot. Yeah, a little poopy is too poopy. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, and as they point out, the Union Tribune points out that the the, uh, sewage system in Baja, California, is overtaxed and crumbling, and they have growing population. So, (laughs) anyway, that's just cheery as hell, isn't it? Good story. Uh, Breaking news, USA Today Suffolk poll has Joe Biden at 39%. With True the, international average of pressure. With the, <laughs> <laughs> he remains defiant, Jack, as we could hear there. Uh, USA Today says marking another dismal survey for the president. So maybe I'll look into that a little more. It just came out. For, I, I started the segment by yelling France sucks, and they do. Oh, right, why. yeah. What's going on there, you, you anti-Frankist? Uh, who's really spending aid to Ukraine? Wall Street Journal reporting on a report that just came out. The U.S. and frontline states are doing their part against Russian aggression. France, none. A new worker report from the Kiel Institute for the World Economy 
sheds light on the issue. It's clear that many countries are significantly helping Ukraine while others are mostly talking about it since the war began. Oh, boy. In total, we traced 85 billion euro in government-to-government commitments throughout the war. The totals are a combination of blah, 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 blah. The U.S. remains, of course, as we are. The world can hate us, and lefties in America can hate us. But who helps when there's a war against freedom or a hurricane devastates some asshole country or whatever happens? Who comes first and helps the most? The freaking United States. And you'll miss us when we're gone. But anyway... Uh, so they traced the 85 billion total euro. The U.S. remains the biggest overall contributor with 42.7 billion euro, or about half of the overall commitments from everybody wow. involved. The, EU, the EU, you realize, if you look at them in act, as an actual block, they are the uh, second biggest economy in the world. I mean, they're giant, mm-hmm. but... Whatever. Uh, we're half of it, or about half of the commitments, while the EU has ponied up $27 billion across countries and European institutions. As uh, they quote in the report, it's remarkable that the U.S. alone has committed considerably more than all EU countries combined in whose immediate neighborhood the war is raging. Right. Right. That's astounding. You remember, what was it, a week ago, two weeks ago, I brought you the news that in Ukraine, people are sarcastically using the term macroning to mean pretending to help but not actually helping. Well, yeah, we're getting to that. Commitments are also distinct from what actually arrives. Washington has delivered about 48% of its disclosed military and kind aid, that is military assistance that excludes financial aid for military purposes. Uh, Only 10% of American aid comes directly in the form of material or equipment like missiles or helicopters, but the U.S. still outpaces every other nation in those categories. So you hear about the dollar figures. Not a lot of it is actual stuff that they need to kill Russians, though we still are giving way more than anybody else. Here's where it gets embarrassing, says the Wall Street Journal, for Europe's biggest economies. Uh, And I didn't know this until I read this. France is the dominant military in Europe. Because Germany has been, Germany's the dominant economy, but they've been non-militarized country up until like three months ago. So France is the dominant military. Uh, Latvia, with a population of 1.8 million people and a gross domestic product the same as Vermont. Wow. Apparently has delivered more than Germany, France, and Italy. Good Lord. The paper warns that there may be hidden support, but that these countries ultimately revealed the value of most of their military aid. So they think these numbers are accurate. Latvia, or in other words, Vermont, the state of Vermont, which if you've ever been there, has hardly any people. Got um, Ben and Jerry's and maple syrup, right? That's it. Has done more to help Ukraine than Germany, France, or Italy. That is really quite amazing. That is shocking. It's horrifying. It is shameful. They're right. Yeah, it's shameful. And uh, what the hell, France? What the hell, Macron? You know, we've talked about the pros and cons of Trump a couple of times today, to my chagrin, although eh, it went pretty well. Uh, I tell you what, him calling out NATO for being a bunch of phony freeloaders was about 30 years overdue. I'm so glad he did that. That was so good and necessary, and he was just murdered in the press for it. For all my complaints and problems with Trump, I'll give him that one. We should have Mike Lyons on next week, because remember at the beginning of this war, he actually said on the air, and I thought it was quite a strong statement, he said, I don't even know why Germany's in NATO, because they're worthless. Well, then they came forward with a lot of big talk, it turns out, 
of uh, you know really turning the page in the way they've been handling their 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 military and their society and their engagement in the world and everything like that and committed to all these different things. But apparently, it's not happening. When Latvia is a better ally to Ukraine than Germany, the biggest economy in Europe, or France. Good Lord, you'd think the French people, having been occupied by hostile countries, you know, in many people's lifetimes, you'd think mm-hmm. they'd be more, I don't, I don't know. We will let the Americans do it. They will do it. They will spend their money to defend us. There, there is a lot of that. I mean, as a parent, how can I expect my kids to put away their dishes or pick up their clothes if they know I'm going to do it if they don't? Right. Yeah, it's the only way, it's the only way it works. So a new poll out on uh, Biden. We'll just hit that briefly just because it's new, among other things we got coming up. Armstrong and Getty. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. What I gotta tell you is, about 14 days ago, I broke not one, not two, not three, but four ribs. I wish I had a badass story like me and Conor McGregor scrapping out at some bar or something, but I don't. The doctors told me, no playing, bro, no playing, and I was like, are you Hi, bro. We got a tour to do. That's uh, breaking Motley Crue news. <laughs> That's why we were playing whatever that Motley Crue song was there to start to say. Which song was that? Uh, girls, 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 girls. Yeah. Uh, that is Tommy <sighs> Lee, the drummer, 
who broke his ribs, as he just explained, and has had to bow out of the Motley Crue reunion tour. What a disappointing timing for that. Do you still have the Arnold clip, Michael? The famous Arnold clip? There were an awful lot of women between the ages of like 45 and 60 that were really going to enjoy going to the Motley Crue reunion tour. Get their drink on and relive old times. But I don't know if you're going to go if if Tommy Lee's not there. Oh, boy. It's just all so dopey. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) The whole hair metal thing. Oh, yeah. Theoretically, I was at exactly the right age for it. I no, too stupid. I can't go there. Sorry, sorry. Although some of their songs, I tell you what, they had a couple of good albums. Oh I'll yeah, give them yeah, that. yeah. No, good, good hard rock band. There's some cool crew songs, but here, so like Tommy Lee, I get why chicks dug him. I think I'm looking at the TV coincidentally because this is on my mind before we even played the Tommy Lee Pitbull's on the Today Show doing his thing with all the hot chicks. He is the number one at the top of my list. I don't understand how he is a sex symbol. I, I just I don't get on any level why women are, or are they? Maybe they aren't. Maybe he's just brilliant, and he hires hot chicks to dance around him and act like they're into him to kind of portray himself as a sex symbol, and it makes people kind of think, well, I guess he's, I guess he must be hot to women, apparently, because he's like, what? I don't get it. I've taken in so little of his over. I really don't have any comments, but uh, yeah, it's a mystery to me, too. <laughs> Whatever. Fine. Uh, new poll out from, and there's so many polls. I'm going to briefly touch on this, but just mention that the USA Today Suffolk poll out today has Biden at 32%. That's the lowest number. They've had him for an approval rating yet. And in terms of right direction, wrong direction, 71% of Americans say the United States is on the wrong track. Of course, as we always point out, Half of those would think we're too left, and half of those would think we're too right, so it doesn't, mm-hmm. you know. But anyway, there, there's a lot of, well, you know, we, we all know why the numbers are where they are with uh, inflation and everything like that. Just came across this. Uh, let me find it. Uh, the, the, the S&P down 23% in the first 115 days of the year. It's the third worst start in history for the S&P. Well, so whether it's your stocks or the fact that milk and bacon and uh, DoorDash cost so much, yeah, a lot of people are not happy right now. And the president gets blamed, rightly or wrongly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that is not cheery. Third worst in history, huh? This idea is a bunch of malarkey. (laughs) I busted my neck. So a couple of quick uh, thoughts uh, to round out the segment. Number one, the the, the Motley Crue news mm, reminded me. I was watching the, uh, I guess it's called America's Newsroom, uh, Fox News, like in the middle of the day at West Coast. Uh, I, I don't know. I lose track but because everything's on the DVR. But it's John Roberts and that woman who has eyes like a husky. Um, somebody Smith, maybe? Right. Sandra right, Smith? Right, right. I don't, anyway, a lovely gal. Um, but during their show, I'm on the elliptical thinking, oh, I'll watch that for a change Well, whilst exercising. They do 10 solid minutes on the Ozzy Osbourne surgery, and they had no facts. They just kept repeating like the same three factettes <laughs> that yeah. they had. I don't want to uh, get into Mika Brzezinski's waters from Morning Joe, but she was talking about that, how she tuned on Fox, and there was no January 6th but 10 minutes of Ozzy Osbourne coverage. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to go to the January 6th thing, but it was extraordinary how much time they were devoting to a 70-plus metal guy, and I love Ozzy. A lot of his songs, Black Sabbath, blah, 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 but 
him having neck surgery was up there with like inflation and the border crisis on their their slate of news stories to talk because about. he and Sharon Osbourne his wife are conservative is that why or I don't are they? think Ozzy has a coherent uh, political stance, um, honestly. Funnily enough, when I left school, I wanted to be a plumber. Job education was a plumber. I got to admit, I only the only thing I really know about Ozzy Osbourne is he bit the head off a bat. I don't know anything about his music or anything. I know he had a reality show. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not going to bother. But uh, Did he bite the head off a bat? No, actually. He that's, didn't? That's, no. It's an it urban was like legend? A, is a to- rubber bat or a toy bat somebody tossed up there or something like that. How about when they pumped um, Rod Stewart's stomach? Is that an urban legend? Oh, or that God. Actually Moving along in idiotic university news. Oh, it reminds me. Hour four of the show. Now, some people don't get hour four on the air or whatever. You can grab it via podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Hour four of the show, a brilliant editorial written by Ilya Shapiro, who was forced out of Georgetown for a tweet. His description of why he quit instead of hanging around, is such a great warning about if the woke crowd gets a hold of your company or your university or whatever. Although, if you work at a university, it's too late. Anyway, but in idiotic university news, George Washington University has vowed to drop the Colonials nickname. Oh, yeah, I saw that. By the 2023-24 academic year, the nearly 100-year-old moniker, which was uh, bestowed in 1926 to honor George Washington, it's coming under fire in recent years after critics argued the name glorified racism, slavery, and colonialism. Because George Washington was the leader of the colonial army, which is what it was called? That was fighting against an oppressive foreign power on behalf of the people who lived somewhere. Yes, but the people who lived there were immigrants who stole the land. Wait a minute. Did I just sound anti-immigrant right there? Oh, they were colonizers. Yes. That's why we can't call ourselves the colonials, which is just the people who live there. Uh, Right. Yeah. The left will eat itself. The only question is, will they so pollute our society that we all go down the tubes before they end up you know, eating each other in a circular firing squad. Well, what are they going to call themselves now? Did you say that? Are they going to be oh, the Tigers? Let's see. <laughs> We're now the George Washington Tigers. Are you happy? Okay. Hippos, revolutionaries, and river horses have been mentioned as potential replacement nicknames. Wait a second. Why, uh, why hippos? Because of all the hippos in the Potomac right there in Washington, D.C., you can practically walk from uh, Georgetown to Alexandria, Virginia on the hippos' backs in the Potomac. No, I, I have no idea. I don't have the slightest idea why they should, uh, why they would call themselves the hippos. Uh, the World Health Organization is admitting that the lockdown policies it advocated have caused the rise uh, of mental health issues around the world. I think we all know that. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. I might look into that report a little bit. I'm troubled. Yeah, see if you come up with something for next hour. I got all sorts of stuff. We may do Joe Closes as tabs, which is always exciting and fast moving. Yeah, that is good stuff. And we have, uh, if you haven't heard clips of the week, we'll kick off hour four of the Armstrong and Getty show with that. But uh, as I've got uh, family members in need of mental health, it continues to be impossible to find anybody who has an opening anytime soon. And, uh, you know, by kind of by definition, 
if if you or anybody you know needs some sort of therapy, it's usually relatively emergency like. Yeah. You don't yes. you don't do it just kind of for fun. Um and then and, and you can't get in to see anybody. If I'm elected president, top priority is gonna be we're gonna figure out why we don't have enough doctors, we don't have enough specialists, we don't have enough GPs, we don't have enough psychiatrists, the rest of it. And lobbyists are gonna come at me and say, Well, no, and I'm gonna punch them right in the stomach. Fantastic. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.